Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, it says. Our family and to this ministry, and I appreciate so much the influence that they're having on us. And uh, with that, you know, very grateful for Dave Kim, uh, who uh, just really helped me to uh, make it more uh, spiritual connection with my son to be able to teach him the Bible. And, uh, and they, you know, and there's other families that become that Matthew calls family. And uh, for us to hear that as parents is awesome. Uh, so I'm, uh, so I'm, uh, the Sanchez family is feeling super grateful. Uh, amen. So thank you guys for all your prayers and all your support. Amen. All right. Um, we want to start off to, today, um, first of all, uh, I, I feel like uh, God's put a sermon on my heart that's going to uh, edify you. That's my prayer. I pray that my prayer, one of my prayers this morning was, God, I pray that Dave Kim gets edified by the sermon today. You know, uh, Dave is here. You know, we saw a movie called uh, uh, Dave Made a Maze. Has it? You know, it was kind of like an indie thing that we saw as a family. Uh, I think we should make a, a, a movie called uh, Dave Takes a Day Off. Uh, you know, and there's Dave, and so I appreciate that Dave is here with us to be able to uh, just encourage us, right? And I'm here to encourage everyone as well. Um, all right, um, uh, before we get started with the sermon, uh, I think it's been a fantastic service so far. Uh, thank you so much for the, for the pictures and family time, right? I, I love when we go off on trips with family, you come back and you share pictures and what's good. And what you saw, you know, that's what, you know, Laura did this morning. And that was fantastic. You know, Victor, you might you know, lean the, uh, the, um, the communion and the offering, right? And then the song leaders, weren't you so encouraged, inspired? You guys sounded even so different. I'm like, Dawn, this sounds like, they sound really different. Not the song, like us. And it's because of your, you guys using your talents up on stage and you know, and you're singing, and I'm crying, and I'm like, man, so thank you guys so much. Keep it up, guys. Uh, you have our support, and um, man, you know, it, it really is to, to honor God and um, to, to encourage each other in, in uh, singing worshipfully uh, to our Lord. You know, um, this morning, uh, there's some uh, prayer requests that we'd like to say a prayer for. Um, one of them is Maria's mom, uh, right, who had a stroke, uh, and... Uh, her second stroke, so we want to pray for her, and she's uh, looking for uh, just a, we're going to pray for proper care and for her health. And then uh, there's some other individuals we'll pray for uh, along this. Okay, well, it's great to see our brother John Reed here, right? I'm I'm blown away, John, that he's here. I mean, he's going through the cancer treatment. I mean, just just blow away your spirit, John. I love it. And so uh, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into the um, to to the um, to the sermon. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you so much, God, for all the amazing things that are going on. Father, thank you so much for uh, Mike Lynn's dad getting baptized, Father. Thank you, Father, that uh, you are the God of the living and the dead. That, Father, to you he is alive, though he is not, he's not here with us anymore, Father. And, uh, Father, I pray that, God, that you please be with the Glenn family. Father, that you comfort them and strengthen them and encourage them, God. Um, Father, I thank you so much for Matthew getting baptized, God. And uh, it's all to your honor and glory, Father. We pray for all those that are studying the Bible, Father. I know there's some people that, uh, that, that, that want to get united with you, God, in baptism, God. And I pray that you enable them and strengthen them and give them the, uh, the insight, the wisdom, the teaching, Father, that they need to make those uh, decisions to complete their faith, God. 
Uh, Father, as some of us rejoice, Father, uh, through those baptisms, God, there's family that, that are hurting, God. And uh, Father, we thank you that you are the God of all comfort, God. And that uh, any situation, Father, any, as bad as it looks, Father, it's never too great for you. And Father, you are found in the eye of the storm, God. And Father, we, uh, we, we want to um, thank you that the Lawson family are, are back home, Father, with us, God. Uh, I pray for them, Father. And God, not only did Ray lose his mom, Father, but Barbara, that was a that was a mother-in-law, Father, and Darius is a, a, a grandmother. And uh, Father, we just pray for the Lawson family, God, that you would encourage them, Father, help them to feel your love and the love of the church, and that, Father, that you, you'll use these difficult times, God, to bring uh, even more unity, Father, with uh, the whole family, Lord. Um, Father, I pray for Latrice's dad. Father, that you please uh, would do a miracle, God. We need you to do miracles, God. We need you to speak to his heart and his mind. We need you, Father, to do either a physical miracle or a spiritual miracle, God. We pray for him, God. Uh, we pray, Father, for our brother John Reed, Father. Cure him completely, Father, um, Lord. Um, guide him, Father. Uh, God, God, give him just an amazing, continuous, strong spirit, God. Uh, Father, I'm so inspired to see him here today, God. I pray, Father, for um, um, Father, my own dad, God, who's got uh, his physical challenges, Father. Uh, help him, Father. Uh, God, lead the right uh, doctors, Father, and the right nurses, God. We pray for Maria's mom, Father, that you please be with her and heal her and encourage her, God. And uh, Father, I pray that the right nurses, the right care team, the right, uh, the proper care, Father, is given to her, God. Uh, Father, help her to feel these prayers now, God, and may you work through them. Uh, Father, may we, may we hear of good news, Father, uh, from all these prayers, God. We just thank you. Uh, Father, it's my heart's desire, God, to edify your church this morning. Father, uh, keep away all anxiety or worries from my heart and my mind, God. Help me do the best that I can for you and for my brothers and sisters, God. It's in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, let's look on over to Matthew chapter uh, 14. I think it's the Spirit working, right? Because it's the same passage that Victor was reading. And I thought, wow, man, this is a message that God really wants you to hear. And, um, you know, Dina, um, a lot of funny things have happening lately. Did you ever, uh, you know, just, I don't know what's going on. You know, you just, you, just, you know, uh, a lot of things. You know, one car breaks down, and then the same day, my second car broke down yesterday. I'm thinking, what in the world? And it's, on, and it's Don's birthday, and we were out celebrating. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know. We're going to go to this movie theater, right? And it was like, okay, we're going to go to dinner and a movie and stuff like that. We get there, and it's like, oh, the movie's been canceled. Like, the movie's been canceled? Like, what in the world? Like, you know what I mean? I like, there's this, and I'm getting, I've already been to church twice this morning. I had to come here, then run back home, then come, and I'm like, you know, I have to leave my car running because if I turn it off, it might not start again. So I'm just like, I got to run in. and st-. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all of, the, all of these things, you know, and then it just continues because I... Uh, you know, I get here, and, and, and that's not just bad stuff, but a lot of encouraging things. You know, if I was here two months ago, and I didn't, and I've stopped coming, and I come here today, I would think, it's like, wow, what happened to the church? It's so different. Your spirit is different. You're singing differently. You know, and it's just so encouraging to me that God is working. Do you feel that God is with you? Do you feel that God is with us? Amen? Because he is. And it's so encouraging to see all that we're doing, you know. And so, and then just to, to hear Victor read the same passage, right? And so I, I believe that God is working, amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, we're going to read verse 13 through 36, and I have three points. We've been doing our Power Up series, 
you know, and uh, we powered up last week talking about the ministry of the Spirit. We're going to talk about three different things that, uh, we could, uh, that, that we can learn from Jesus about uh, powering up, okay, about getting our strength from him. And uh, don't you love being inspired by Jesus? Uh, I just love reading the word about his example and what he was like, and it's so encouraging. So in Matthew chapter 13, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, we're going to read this whole little story down through 36. It's a lot, but we'll, we'll get through it. Okay, and uh, it says here, when Jesus heard uh, what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowd away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves food. Verse 16, Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have, only, we here, only, uh, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to the heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up their 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. In verse 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already considered a distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against him. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began sing, and, and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out, uh, out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat and the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Wow. Isn't Jesus amazing? Oh, just, oh you know, just a, a typical day. That's all, right? I mean, just, just totally amazing, you know? And, and I love our theme about aspiring to be like Jesus this whole year, right? Isn't that what true Christianity is? not just uh, admiring and appreciating Jesus, but if you're just doing that, that's not true. That's not complete Christianity. You've got to aspire to be like Jesus, and you've got to be inspired and aspire to be like him. And so the story is, right, John, John gets beheaded, right? You guys, you know, Victor talked about that. How would you feel? How would you be feeling if this is a childhood friend, your cousin, was taken captive and was beheaded? They chopped off his head, right? And then now when that happened, they go and tell Jesus, how would you be feeling? 
is somebody murdered by a childhood friend, a family member. There must be so much sadness, anger, the unjust, right, the indignation of it all. Uh, and it's amazing, right, because Jesus said of John the Baptist, right, of, of women, nobody greater has been born. I mean, can you imagine if somebody said that about you? And actually, Jesus did say that about you because he said, but the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. That's you. I hope you realize who you are in Christ. Okay, because you, God, Jesus sees you incredible and you're awesome. And I hope that you come to accept and realize who you really are. But, you know, Jesus goes on and, you know, he, he's feeling all these things. And what does he want to do in verse 13? Right? He wants to go away privately to a solitary place. What did Jesus do in solitary places? He wanted to go and pray. He wanted to go and connect with his father. And he wanted to express the anger. He wanted to express the frustration. He wanted to just, you know, all those prayers that how he prays, he wanted to go pray to a solitary place. You know, my first point is, is that, you know what, we got, we're, uh, we're going to power up through solitude time with God. Nothing replaces your solitude time with God. Okay, don't you get power? Don't you get connected? You get re-energized? Don't you get perspective? He gives that all to you in your solitary time with him. And what I love about Jesus is that, you know, he, he goes on, he says, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to go do, and he sends away the disciples. Get in the boat, right? So they go away, right? And so he's going to his place, but then they hear where he's going, and then, then a whole bunch of people follow him, right? They're following him. He sees them, and what does he do? He heals them, right? Isn't it so easy to get distracted, even with good things? You know, so many times, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go do something good and stuff, and I, you know, or I'm going to go, go connect with my God. I'm going to go spend time, go connect with him, right? And I'm on my way, and I get a phone call, and, you know, it, it's a legitimate need. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's something good that they're calling you to, you know, and, and then I'll go ahead and do that, Right? And then you feel awesome about, like, thank you, God, for using me, right? But then you forget to go back. Jesus didn't do that here. He was going on his way. Now, it's really difficult, right? Because when you go to these, I went to this counseling seminar a couple of weeks ago, right? And one of the things that they taught you about grieving was, like, you know what? You want to stay in the moment. You know, when if you're crying, let, you know, stay in that moment. And, you know, and I've come to learn it. Whatever you don't cry today and you're supposed to cry, oh, you're going to cry it. It'll come out. Yeah, you know, see you in uh, 20 years. Something is going to trigger that thought, that emotion, and now you're crying tears that you should have cried like 20 years ago. Okay, so, so you got to stay in the moment. You know, Jesus was having, he wanted to, you know, go connect and stay in the moment. You know, sometimes we... We, we, we want to uh, appease people. We want to say, like, oh, don't cry. It's like, no, let them cry. Be with there. Be with them in the moment. You know, we got to learn how to live in the moment of things. You know, I mean, there's, uh, you, you really experience it. You know, I mean, at Matthew's baptism, I was like, God, help me just to live in the moment. I just broke down out of gratitude for what, he, you know, what God has done for the people that have helped me. I just stay in the moment. Jesus was, you know, he was going to do that, right? He's healing all these people, right? Evening approached now. And, um, and then he was, you know, the, uh, in verse uh, 22, right? He does all these things. 
And then in verse 23, he says, after he had dismissed them, right, he had done all, the, all that stuff that he did. What did he go do? He went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Okay, he got just, you know, distracted by doing all these things, but he didn't get that distracted. Where he, for, you know, he didn't forget to go spend time with his dad. God was just too, too great. He knew who he was. He knew the safe place, the comfort, the strength, the energy, right? That he knew that that's, I mean, I need my God. I need my dad. How do you see God? Do you see him as a compassionate and loving God towards you? Where you can come to him and just be a safe place? That, you know what, when you go into the most difficult times and, you know what, the one that you want to go spend the most time with is the Lord. I got to go. And, and talk to him. I got to go reach out to him. You know, but how do you view, if you don't see God as a safe place, if you don't see that you can come to him in your greatest time of need, you know, the, the, your, your perspective of God is off. And, and, and then, then you start getting concerned, right? Because then what are we teaching our teens and our children if it's not about coming to God? You know, Jesus was about wanting to be one with his dad. That's where the motivation for obedience and connection, everything, the righteousness was about him wanting to be, you know, one with his father. And he saw his prayer life as, as so key, you know. But, you know, as, as I reflect on my life this year, this, this, this has really changed me because so many times I can get so distracted, even by good things, right? And, and, and then I forget to go back out because it's too late now. That wasn't like Jesus. You know, in, in, in church, I want to encourage you. I want to inspire you and call you to aspire to be like Jesus. Make sure that you go and that you are spending some solitude time with the Lord. Tell him the whole story. He's got the time and he has the heart for you. Amen? Amen. But you know what? When, you know, and, so, and so he sends them off, right? He goes off to pray. Right, and I'm going to get to my second point because I, this blew me away. Look on over to Mark chapter 6, verse 47 through 49. Because, and we're going to look at you know, it's the parallel story of it. Mark chapter 6, and uh, verse 47 through 49. Mark chapter 6, 47 through 49. It says, uh, all right, you guys there? All right, um, 47 through 49, it's the same story. It says, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake. And he was alone on land, right? Jesus was alone on the land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they, they, they uh, thought he was a ghost says they cried out. Okay, does Jesus see your struggles? Do, do you believe that, that Jesus sees all your struggles? Does he see that sometimes you're on this one boat of life and the wind is going totally against you? And you're like, you know, he's watching you. I never realized this, but when Jesus was walking on the water, it says he intended to pass them by. What? Other version says that it says um, he would have passed them by. He sees that they're struggling. 
And what makes them stop? They cried out, help me. Actually, at that point, it was out of fear, right? You know, and later on, if it's, you know, and, and sometimes we could be scared. You know, I've been fearful of, you know, losing somebody or these situations and stuff like that. I'll go to certain meetings and I'm scared. God, help me. You know, I remember being uh, in situations going to Florida when we had uh, um, Don's uh, grandmother passed away. You know, and uh, there wasn't really another man in the whole family that could be there and, and just support and guide. And, and, I'm, and I'm there and I'm feeling, I'm just feeling like really overwhelmed. By the whole situation, you know, and, and literally all I can say is, was, God help me. That's all. That's all I can say. You know, sometimes we don't understand things, right? And we're like, God, God, you know, you go and cry out. And sometimes we think like, well, if Jesus was so compassionate, why wouldn't he just help me? Because you don't cry out. Because you don't reach out. You just suffering your strength, you know, in the life, you're rowing and rowing, going against the wind. Right? But we don't see God. He doesn't come because we don't cry out. They would have missed out. You know what I mean? We, you think about how many opportunities, how many times Jesus wanted to, to, to be there because he sees you struggling. But he didn't do it because you did not cry out. Is that a powerful passage? That's kind of blow away for me. I'm like, wow. You know, and, and my second point is, you know what? We got to power up by crying out to the Lord. You know, you got to cry out to him. The struggles that you're going through. You know, uh, one of the things I've had to learn is in my walk is that, you know what? And God is like, you got to go and ask God the difficult questions. Right? I mean, you can come to the dance. It's like, oh, I don't know why God is like, I don't know why either. Sometimes you don't know why, right? It's like, we don't know why. No, don't ask me the tough question. Let's go and talk to God about those tough questions. Who did Jesus ask the tough questions to? To God. My God, my God, why did you forsake me? You think it, he couldn't have asked anybody else that question. You got to ask the tough questions to the Lord. You know, and, and there's many times. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, when, when we cry out to the Lord, you know, and you keep crying out, Sometimes, he, sometimes it, it turns out awesome, right? And sometimes you get nothing. You know, and it's just, but, but I, in my experience, it's been that, you know what? Even when we cry out, somewhere down the line, you, you'll come to understand his purpose. You know, look on over to uh, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Proverbs 19, 21. Are there things in your life that you need to go cry out to God to for? You know, we got to take that time out and go to those solitary places and, and cry out. Are you guys there? Proverbs 19, verse 21. It says there, uh, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So many times we, you know, we keep asking, like, why are you doing this stuff? But you know what? He'll give you perspective down the line. Right? And, and, and the Lord's purpose will prevail. You know, uh, you, know, and, you know, my son made some decisions and stuff that took our family for a roller coaster ride these last six, seven months, right? 
And I was like, Lord, you know what? I'm just, you know, the kingdom of God wants to come into my son's life. That's all I thought. You know, but it, it's, you know, sometimes we go on these roller coaster rides emotionally, right? And we want to see certain things happen a certain way, and they don't happen. And it didn't happen the way right, I, I planned or wanted to, right? But whose purpose prevails? The God's, the Lord's, right? Purpose prevails. And in it, as you cry out, he knows how to comfort you. He knows how to be there for you. You know, and so it, it's a, what I want you to hear this morning, what God, I believe, wants to, I don't know why we both chose the scripture. I believe it's part of the spirit, you know, but is he talking to you? Are these scriptures connecting with you? You know, it, it, because I think he wants to get, wants you to get closer to him even more and keep trusting. Some of one of the sisters I heard, oh, I'm just, I'm just hanging on. That's, doesn't, don't we feel like that sometimes? I mean, sometimes we're fired up, and so sometimes it's like, man, we're hanging on, you know, and, and it's like, man, that's, you know, and, and, and we're there for one another, you know, and we got the word, amen? So, um, so guys, we got to power up by crying out to the Lord. Let's look on back over to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 16. My third point is that, you know what, we got to power up by taking the initiative. Um, yeah, uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 16. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 16. All right, so uh, is, it e- is, it, is it easy to point out problems? Yeah. Not a problem, right? Does it take any faith to throw out problems? Uh, it doesn't, right? It, it doesn't, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, and, and I love here because they, you know, they bring out a situation. Now, they're being considerate. These people hadn't eaten, right? Were the people, were the disciples being considerate? They're being loving, you know, it's like somebody comes in, like, someone's like, hey, uh, yeah, we need more help in the kingdom of kids. Wow, thank you, bro. <laughs> thank you, sister. I appreciate that. It's good-spirited. You know what I mean? They're like, on like that, you know, but, I mean, I mean, you know, it's like the disciples say, oh, we need, we need this, we need that. We're just like, yeah, I know. Like, we know that. I could probably give you a bigger list. You know what I mean? But, and so, and so they, they're, 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 hey, Jesus, here's this need. And look at verse 16, right? Um, verse 16, Jesus says, Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You do it. You know, if, if you're that sensitive to see something, if it's that important to you, you know, it's not so that you can go tell somebody to go do it. Okay? Take the initiative. Oh, I don't know. No, that's why it's called faith. You've got to step out. Okay, sometimes, yeah, but we don't have the research. No, that's why it's called faith. You step out. I don't know how. No, no, that's why it's called faith. You step out. Yeah, but I do this. Yeah, but I have bigger budgets at work, or I have this other thing over here. No, no, that's what, you know, you don't need faith if I give you more money. No, I mean, you know what I mean? No, this is, this is about, no, us stepping out and taking the initiative. If it's that important to you, because you're seeing something, I believe that God wants you to take the initiation and in helping out. Not the initiation and go telling somebody. You can tell and say, you know what, what can I do to help? And how can I help? Who can I partner up with? You know, I remember this early on in, uh, in our marriage, right? I, 
we used to get into these little, little bickering fights, right? Where it was like, uh, Don, you know, your shoes, you know, they're, they're, in, they're, they're always over here. Or Don would be the towel. Or, or, or her, her pet peeve is, I always forget to put the cap back on on the tapatio. <laughs> I always forget to, you know, put the, you know, and it just drives her nuts. You know, and we got a lot of different bottles. You know, they're all like every, right? But those are pet peeves, right? And we would kind of just get, you know, you start bickering and stuff. And then I remember going to a marriage class, you know, and they're, and they're teaching us, you know what? If it's important to you, you do it. I was like, you know what? That solved a lot of problems. Because now when I see your shoes, it's like, I go, let me just go put them away. The bickering stopped. Stopped. You know, we always want a point, right? But if it's important to you, Jay, you, you go do it. You know, and so the whole thing, and we're not in marriage, you know, there's probably more and stuff, right? But, um, but you know what? God wants us to take the initiative. You know, he wants you to activate your faith, right? He wants you to be faithful to, to what you believe. That you believe that God can handle anything. God is, he can do anything. God can use you. God can take a little and make it into a lot. That's what he was calling them to. You know, this isn't just him. You know, it's kind of funny because in certain passages later on, the disciples go from like, oh, do you want us to call fire down from heaven? And like, like okay, they, you know, I mean, think about that. Their faith was like that much that they're asking Jesus, do you want us to do this? We'll go ahead and do it right now. I'm like, wow. You know, it, but guys, we got to power up by taking the initiative. You, you'll find, you know, uh, God just using you. You're going to feel awesome about yourself, too, you know, and, and, and what you're doing for the church. And I love, I, I think I'm, I'm crying not just because of the songs that I'm singing. I'm crying because, uh, you know, people are using their gifts. I'm crying because I know that we always have phenomenal services when it's, when it's a bunch of people helping out, right? We know that. And so, guys, take the initiative, amen? So, guys, let, let's power on up, right, with God. You know, let's, let's power on up through solitude time with God. Let's power on up by crying out to the Lord. And, uh, guys, let's power up by taking the initiative, amen? Amen. All right, with that, we're going to have Dave uh, come on up. He wants to make a couple announcements. But uh, as he comes up, let me do the announcements for the week. Um, the price is right, Dave. Was that price right? <laughs> yeah, uh, like that. Dave, come on down. Okay. Um, okay. Number one, let's go ahead and go through this. Um, uh, the first one, uh, I believe that's the one with um, with something. I'm sure there's a need. All right, uh, Kingdom Kids, right? We're still looking for some people. 